You're listening to the Geekscape Network. How's it going, everyone? It's Maradon here with the Overners Podcast, episode 68. Thank you for joining us one away from the number 69. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, with me, I have my co-hosts, as usual. Brock. Brock's. As he, as he appears in our recording software. So what people don't realize, and we're going to, again, pull the curtain a little bit. Uh, I don't think I've typed my name correctly into no. our recording software for the past 15 or so episodes. <laughs> so this week's, uh, I add a little X somewhere in the middle of it. Uh, use your imagination. Uh, it really doesn't matter where it is. Uh, just know that my name is spelled incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> I know every time I go to edit it, I like download your file and I just look at the name. I'm like, God damn it, punk. <laughs> why, why are you just bork? <laughs> yeah, bork. Uh, so uh, we we have a, we had another week of some uh, a lot of Al news. So we're gonna start off with some Al news. Uh, go over last week's games. We're gonna uh, touch on the the May tournament, uh, the the possible bracket looking. I don't know. I, I'm annoyed by the way that this was put together. Like the the, uh, the teams choosing the brackets. I'm not a big fan of that, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on the May tournament. Um, there's also some overthoughts to the anniversary of Anki Mountain, some, uh, patch notes to go over. Um, but, uh, let, let's cut the intro there and get right to it since it seems like we have another pretty, pretty packed episode and, uh, we'll start off with some owl news. What's going on out there, Brock? Alrighty. So we'll, we'll kind of go back, uh, in time here to last week, uh, where we saw, at the very earliest, you know, we saw Slime uh, heading over to Seoul uh, as he was a free agent after the good old Vancouver Titans uh, roster explosion. Um, <laughs> he found a home uh, with the Seoul Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also saw uh, a early a Saturday morning addition to the Justice lineup. Stitch and Janu joined the team on a two-week contract. And now I just realized... Did we talk about that last weekend? I think we did. Now I'm saying it out loud. I'm pretty sure we talked about them. So they're not new, We ha- but we do have a team uh, trying out for the first time on game day. So <laughs> uh, not how Surprise. I would have handled that one, but it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we also have Twilight heading over to the Shock, to the San Fran team, uh, because they weren't really doing well enough. So they really needed <laughs> Uh, a uh, yeah. a strong player to shore up that <laughs> that support line of Moth and Violet. Good lord. Um, they did lose a player. The Shock did lose a player. Uh, Architect is heading over to hang out with his good friend Godsby over on the Spark. Mm-hmm. So, what a wild week it's been so far regarding roster moves, honestly. Um, 
who do you think is actually probably the most impactful of these uh these swaps here um i'm gonna say uh slime to soul um because the soul dynasty have been um on the decline <laughs> for some reason i don't freaking get it <laughs> they're, they're very inconsistent and, and having slime uh back there to bolster the support line um i, I feel like will really uh really really help them um the architect of spark that that is pretty pretty close as well um the spark have been looking pretty uh pretty decently uh lately i mean they did uh drop their game that we'll go over here shortly but that was to a strong team um twilight to shock that kind of like like you were saying with uh with with like uh with moth and company i i mean that's a that's a great person to have in your back pocket i'm kind of curious if he's gonna get any play time with him but my my favorite is probably slime to, to soul just because the soul have been uh the soul have been really struggling lately so i think that that addition will definitely help him yeah here's the hope in that slime can bring a little bit of cohesion back to this team they've just seemed like you said, a little lost, a little uh, coin flippy. Yeah. And, you know, as we saw this past weekend, one roster addition can make a difference. Yeah. Uh, I was excited to see Ch Stitch and Janu until I realized that they were playing on 200 ping and two <laughs> days of practice. Yeah. So not the most exciting start for the, the two new players, but... I, I don't know. I, I was excited to see them play, and then I realized that the Justice are trying to just grab uh, any Titans players that they can. But because they're on two-week contracts and they didn't perform well, how are they going to stick around? And, and, and that's going to be the one to watch, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Other, uh, some other Owl news. Less fun news. And actually happened uh, earlier today. Yeah. Uh, the coach, Bonnie... Uh, formerly of the Houston Outlaws, and the GM uh, Balin of the Washington Justice have been released by the organization in a very cryptic, <laughs> uh, well, uh, not welcome, but the opposite, farewell message. The Justice have decided to part ways with the two in what they called a push towards a more competitive, structured organization <laughs> uh, what does that mean yeah the exact quote is to better equip our competitive team for success we are an announcing the release of ann lynn ball and dang and chris bonnie Bennell, um from their roles effective immediately we look forward to our first match of the may melee on may 22nd and the remainder of the 2020 overwatch league season please join us in wishing them the best luck on their next endeavors it's just like and then Jake just comments, this is not it, dot, 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 with a slant face. <laughs> Jake's right. Jake yeah. ain't wrong. Yeah. What and, and Liz Richardson says, damn, you know it's bad when Jake hits you with the disappointed dad face emoji. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Yeah, yeah. it's, this, it, 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 it's uh, unbelievably out of nowhere. Um, it's just pretty much it, it takes the leak kind of. Uh, by shock, but also at the same time, it may explain a little bit uh, why things haven't looked right with the justice. Yeah, you know, the past couple of weeks we've seen Corey retire, Stratus move to a content creation. The team was straight up just down to five players because Lulzish is 
still over in Europe. They have they have to essentially call in Stitch and Jonu from a street to play for them this past weekend. Yeah. Nothing has really seemed to go right. And apparently the org has decided that these two, I don't know why Bonnie <laughs> really gets the shaft here, but yeah. apparently these two are the ones they have decided are the uh, the issue. And yeah. they have sent them away. Yeah, it, like, I mean, a lot of the times when teams announce that they're releasing players, usually it, it sounds like they were very thankful for their time with them. Um, or at least their PR team makes it sound like this one. This one, we're just like, they're like, yeah, screw Bonnie and and, and ball in. Like, like let's wish them door... luck, but screw them. Yeah, don't let the door be <laughs> on the way out. And, and that makes this whole thing clouded and absolutely, you know, just question mark pings. Uh, so yeah. many retweets and people commenting. People who are very prominent in the scene were also taken back by this. They seemed... Uh, not sure what was actually happening. Yeah. Um. You know, a, a vast, uh, like Bren. you said, Jake, Bren. Yeah, with the uh, question mark. <laughs> just literally, yeah, literally just, all, there's nothing you can really say other than just question marks because if you forgot, if you have kind of a short memory, Balin was the GM of the gold medaling USA team yeah. in Overwatch, uh, Overwatch World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie has been a pro for a very long time. This is his first time coaching. But what it appeared to be was he wasn't really, you know, poor at coaching. John Galt, the head coach of the Justice, yeah, came out and said, Bonnie's a great coach. He's an amazing guy. He has a really good sense of the game. He doesn't ever take a break. You know, he's a hard worker, and he really cared for the game of Overwatch. So... That's kind of where the, the, the Twitter community, I mean, that's where I'm seeing the majority of people lashing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I mean, I didn't check Reddit. I don't know if it, it, it was posted on Reddit somewhere. I didn't look at it because Reddit's actually kind of uh, not a great source to get a gauge of the pulse of yeah. the community. <laughs> but it is it is bizarre, and I think this is a huge mistake from the Washington org. Yeah. Maybe it's the NA East Coast version of the Vancouver Titans. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, This this situation appears to move the justice towards an all-Korean roster. Yeah. Uh, Last time we saw a team kind of do a thing like this, it was the Florida Mayhem when they decided to uh, kick out the Misfits and add uh, a few of... Uh, the up-and-coming contenders players uh, from Korea, mm-hmm. uh, except for Tafik, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who who got to hang out for a little bit longer, yeah, and applied uh, it too. Apply, applied to get the hangout. Yeah, I remember, uh, I think it was McGravy on his uh, interview with Avast. Uh, he was re- referring to just applying to Vic, just sitting there like, "Are we still able to live here?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I am not uh, not thinking like things will pan out anytime soon. However, mm-hmm. definitely. But with that said, let's take a look at how the justice and everyone else did this past week. Yeah. Well, one thing I did I did want to bring up before oh. we move on the tokens are back too. Oh, the tokens are back. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I tried to do chronological, and I just skipped that first line <laughs> that we have there. Uh, so, my B. Yes, the tokens are back. Uh, even better 
is that there are five per hour instead of last year's three. Three, yeah. So they're they're giving us a little more bang for our buck. Yeah. I think you just have to link your... Uh, I think you just have to log into the Overwatch League website um, either on the website or on the app with your Battle.net account. And I think you watch it on there, which I'm assuming links to YouTube because they wouldn't just be jumping ship off of YouTube. Probably, that would probably be has a... like a link to like a YouTube the, the YouTube channel or something. I, th- I think you were correct, and I hope you are correct. Yeah, because how dumb would that be? Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, we're going to YouTube, piss off oh, yeah. the whole community. Oh yeah, by the way, screw YouTube. All right, come back. We have, we made our own video editor. Or sorry, yeah. video player. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I'm excited for that though. I was actually talking to, to to my fiance the other day about that. I'm just like, I want the freaking tokens back. It's all we want. <laughs> it's so simple. It's what will bring viewers back, whether they watch it or not. Yeah, uh, it will up the numbers to where Overwatch will be like, "Nice, we did it. Yeah, we really, we saved the league." Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, jumping into the last week's games, uh, we start off with Chinese Overwatch. Uh, I think that's just the the uh, I mean the literal and just um, hint of what we're about to talk about. Um, the Chengdu Hunters three owed the soul dynasty <laughs> i watched uh i watched the first two maps of this and i'm just like what what's happening here what's going on uh, i did not expect the chengdu hunters to come out um and and beat the dynasty the dynasty looked really bad too i don't i don't know if it was a matter of the chengdu hunters looking good i think it was more of the soul dynasty just looking really bad and like lost like you were saying earlier Sadly, I agree. I think they are just playing so poorly, whether it be a coaching issue, whether it be a communication issue, um, not really as much language, but more of who is actually main shot calling, who should be making the decisions, who uh, is calling out the ultimate charges, who's calling out cooldowns and stuff like that. It, it just seems uh, overall uncoordinated yeah. and like it or not, the Shengdu Hunters are a owl-level team. Despite their ability to lose very poorly sometimes, they will win and take advantage of teams that can't do the proper things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll see if Soul can recover adding Slime. Um, I, I don't know if one guy can really fix the underlying issues. We'll see if Soul can play double shield because that's mm. when they've actually looked good. But hey, a shout out to Shengdu, shout out to your third boys. Uh, they are they are capitalizing when they need to. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely taking care of business when they can. Um, it's just pe- people adjust to their cheese really quick, and, <laughs> and then they're just kind of screwed because they only know how to play those off the wall comps. Um, and when teams like the Soul Dynasty come in and look lost and, and just don't catch on, they take advantage of that and take that W. I'm ha- I was happy to see it because I like the Hunters, but, I mean, it is kind of sad to see the Soul with that pretty stacked roster struggling. It, you know, it's, it's just weird. Uh, the next match was the Shanghai Dragons versus the Spitfire with the Shanghai Dragons taking that one 3-0. That one honestly didn't really surprise me too much there. After a really strong start from last week with the Lens Spitfire, they uh, unfortunately are back to form. Yeah, it's definitely one of those teams that's like, 
they're in that that cliche they are in that cliche form uh, or term they're trying to find their identity <laughs> yep it's definitely uh definitely i don't know it ain't it ain't this i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> like, they really can't be losing like... <laughs> so they did uh oh i gotta double check i don't want to misspeak but i believe uh Jahoon played this game uh, he start. Mm-hmm. This would would have been his debut, uh, but I can't remember if it's just one or the last one. So we're gonna do a, a quick little double peek here. Uh, Oasis. Uh, no, nah, uh, J Mac did play this one. Yeah, all right, all right. So that's later. But so scratch that from the record. We'll just delete that from your memory. <laughs> um, we'll keep it in the pod because we'll that's our, value. We'll, and that's, we'll get our Men in Black uh, little uh, thingamajig out and <laughs> flash. <laughs> Yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, we saw although again, uh, yeah. not, not really uh, mimicking the performance from last week, mm-hmm. but you know, S- Shanghai is just that good, and, and I think it's tough to really label a team or rather grade a team when they play Shanghai. Yeah. Unless of course you're Seoul and you somehow beat them three two, and it really makes everything hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, with a team like London, um, an extremely young team. Uh, versus Shanghai, who has, you know, incredible amounts of talent at every position. A three zero shouldn't be that disappointing. Yeah, should be a uh, learning experience basically for them. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next match was the NYXL versus the uh, Hangzhou Spark. I believe the Spark went up one nothing. I might be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure that they. Um... Um, they started out looking really good early, um, and then the uh, NYXL just kind of came back, and we're just like, "Yep, we're the NYXL. Uh, you're not, you're not taking this from us." Yeah, they took yeah. Busan pretty decisively 2-0, uh, and then uh, the NYXL kind of uh, cleaned up. Um, the Spark team has been looking um, a lot better lately, especially last week, and they looked really good. So I expected the NYXL to win this game, but the Spark taking a map off them, I can definitely see that because they've definitely showed some some um, kind of uh, sparks in the in the, in the pan. <laughs> like they've kind of uh, they've kind of yeah. looked really good at times and looked kind of really terrible at times. Yeah, too. but <laughs> there is a semblance of uh, of improvement here for the Spark. Yeah. And that's really what they need. This happened last year, too. Where it, it took them a while to really get in that groove. I think I say that about every week now, but it bears repeating because uh, for a team like this, where they didn't even know who they are going to start on off-tank for the first four games that they played, um, <laughs> Sasha, I think, has uh, cemented himself on this roster, mm-hmm. which is baffling to me, but that's a whole different thing. Um uh, it, it's good to see them do a little better. And New York, again, kind of like Shanghai versus London, New York is just that much more talented yeah. than this team. Um, Godsby is extre- incredibly good. Gushui is incredibly good. But the rest of the players, uh, I like Bebe, but I like Bebe and IDK. I do like that support line. Uh, they, they, they just uh, can't find the right playmaking abilities uh, currently in this meta. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they do with no hero pools later on. But right now, it's kind of more of Spark needs to. They, they need to just get a couple wins under their belt to get that momentum back. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, Saturday, 
uh, Saturday's NA game started off with the Titans' uh, first um, possible victory against a Houston Atwells team that's been kind of mediocre, and the Houston Atwells beat the piss out of them 3-0. <laughs> uh, and and with, with hydration on tank... That was kind of uh, that was kind of unusual to see. Was he playing tank last weekend, and I just missed it? Uh, he played a little bit of tank last weekend. Okay, okay. He played. I'm pretty sure this entire match. I don't think Mumo. He was did at all. So, what people forgot in the in the preseason when Houston signed Hydration, it was very known that Hydration can play main tank. Mm-hmm. He had played Arissa on the Glads. He had, you know, flexed over. Uh, mostly, not only about mostly Arissa, he played. I believe he played a little ball, but you know they signed him as a super flex, if you will. So when he comes into this game as main tank, people were like shocked Pikachu face, as though <laughs> Houston wasn't planning on using him eventually as a main tank. Mm-hmm. So shout out to people who forgot that hydration can do things. Me, because. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because he can, yeah, and he will uh, outplay a contender's main tank. Oh, that doesn't sound that great. But poor move. <laughs> uh, well, you know, on on, on this note, Muma has looked like he's been struggling. Yeah. So it makes sense that the team will try something new. Yeah. He is very much a part of this Houston Outlaws identity mm-hmm. at this point. You know, as we talked about, kind of with London. Like, who are they, right? Like, the Outlaws, Muma is very much on the Outlaws. And when you think about him, he is uh, 100% affiliated with the, the team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the team does need to win. So, I believe, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably just putting words in his mouth. But I imagine when the team's winning, he's also extremely happy about that. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. Yeah, he does seem like a, like a, like a team player. And you kind of need those kind of, uh, that kind of person in your environment. It's kind of like Mickey. Exactly. Yeah. But on the other side of this, Vancouver, man, it is so... I don't want to say defeating, because that, that sounds too negative. It's so disheartening to see the team have these flashes of really good Overwatch. Like Dalton and Rolf and KSA, they are yeah. really good Overwatch players. It just sucks so much that uh, Suna and KSA are on paying... You know, Shredlock, he, he, he kind of feels like, uh, you know, he, he kind of a little, uh, little too deep here into the water. And yeah. the team itself is just still trying to get the the, the training wheels even on before I try to ride this bike. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they're just fumbling around with the, the friggin' uh, the tools to set up the the training wheels before they can try to, to go instead they're just essentially they put on a unicycle and said all right you have to do this because otherwise everyone else in the unicycle race is going to beat you and you're like what is this ask this is incredible <laughs> this is so ridiculous yeah. so yeah, yeah they, they they need um i feel like this titans team if they if they keep these guys together um next year once all the covid stuff's over and we get back to actually playing on land um, I think they'd perform better, 100%. Yep, totally agree. Yeah. And I really want to see these guys play again. I really think that these six guys can play at an owl level. Mm-hmm. It just 
they didn't have the same type of time and yeah. resources that Owl does. So obviously, they're going to look very unprepared, uncoordinated, and really just unable to compete. Mm-hmm. So time, time is the one resource they need left, or that they need to have. It's like the San Francisco Shock did. Year one, exactly. they just basically, they almost started the year kind of in a rebuild. They're like, we're getting Sinatra in super later in the year. You know, we'll throw Dante out and see what happens. And Dante actually ended up playing good. Um, but... Yeah, it was kind of like a waiting game for them, and then they came back last year, as you know, and tore it up this year, tearing it up again. So trust the process. I'm very familiar with that. Um, the next game was the Florida Mayhem playing uh, Stitch and Janu on the Washington Justice and uh, wiping the floor with them, 3-1. to one. Florida Mayhem are looking looking mighty fine. You know, they may have played Boston twice, <laughs> and a Washington Justice team with two players on ping. But you're not wrong. They do look really good. Yeah. And uh, they basically got a high seed just given to them on a freaking silver platter for this May tournament. Thanks to whoever the hell scheduled them. <laughs> like, I saw I saw the seed seeding that the Fusion got. We'll talk about that here coming up. But I was just like, how? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The Florida Mayhem... 3-0'd Boston twice and 3-1 Justice. Of course they're going to get a high seed. They dropped one map out of nine. <laughs> so. Dang it. Or not <laughs> out of, yeah, yeah, out of nine. Yeah, it's crazy. The next game. Here it is. Your boys, they won 3-2 oh. against the Gladiators out of all teams. Oh. But the Gladiators so. had this on lock. I'm just, not, I mean, not no offense to you. But the Gladiators are just a better team than Boston. Boston's just like, no, no, no. no. Oh, but are they, though? Uh, I don't know. They? I mean, they haven't looked good, so maybe they're on the decline. Maybe Boston Uprising stonks are up. They got punk now. They do have punk. Uh, if you looked at my preview, I think I said what everyone else was saying. Uh, the Glads are just a superior team at every role, mm-hmm. uh, especially on support and DPS. What I didn't account for was the pure synergy that is punk infusions and their ability to just boom OG in space mm-hmm. because that's exactly what happened straight out of the gate Boston comes out with Ryan Zarya they just push it through the gladiators front line uh, get off two quick kills and uh, the rest of the Nepal was kind of history uh, color hex looked great I think him on echo is just night and day from him on May. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, uh, what it comes down to is Punk looked really, really good. He looked incredibly ready for Owl despite not playing contenders since, uh, honestly, I think it was last spring yeah. is w- when he was on UA last. And then uh, he did not get called up uh, for whatever reason. And he's here now ready to make an impact. Yeah, and it's good. To, it's good to see Boston kind of getting a uh, that that skilled off tank back because I I felt like Mufin filled that role, but that that situation is what it is. Um, and then Brucen came in and kind of didn't really shock the world with anything. Now Punk comes in here and makes an immediate, you know, impression, which is promising. And then you got Color Hex playing good, and you got everyone's favorite Overwatch League player, Jerry. Doing his thing as he usually does on his hit scan. Yeah, overall the team looked really good. Myungbong kind of hard carried. 
Uh, if you'll go back and watch the VOD, the amount of times he had hit a four-man purple. Oh, boy, it was it was uh, more than one, I'll tell you that. You got the Maradon nades. Yeah, he's got those <laughs> big old Maradon nades. Uh, the Glads, on the other hand, Mirror did look fine. Bergering had a couple pop-off moments, but he didn't really truly impress. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they played Paintbrush for the first two maps instead of Big Goose which is surely a move that they thought, oh, we're going to roll the Uprising. There's no way yeah. that this team could do anything, right? And um, they were wrong. <laughs> like, quite <laughs> frankly, they were just incorrect. Uh, the Glides did steal a win, or rather, a draw on Hanamura. So there was a very real possibility, slash probably should have been, uh, a scenario where the Glides actually went down 2-0 to a half. Mm-hmm. And Boston could have easily 3-0 the Gladiators. And uh, that was something no one was expecting. I even said in mind that in my preview of the Glads were going to 3-0 Boston. Because why wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way, I mean, the Glads have been kind of on the decline lately. But, I mean, the way that, you know, the, the skill and, and the talent that they've shown the league, along with, you know, Boston just being, you know, where they're at currently, it's like, all right, cool. The Gladiators have this in the bag. And the Gladiators were bragging on Twitch, too. Or on, on not on Twitch, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, well, you know, once we 3-0 the Boston Uprising, then we need these guys to give us a good seed. And I'm like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and so they lost 3-2, right. so, so I was like, so what happened to that 3-1? Or 3-0, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's always a dangerous game to play, yeah. uh, having some banter on the social media. But at the time, they were totally in their rights to say that yeah however the league is different now punk's here boston's winning yeah. the world's flipped upside down people are going back outside it's a whole new thing so welcome welcome to the new world overwatch league boston uh is uh, here to hopefully not get 3-0 uh, <laughs> playing that was very uh, i was very very happy to see that they won that i was i was happy i was happy for you too and i was happy for the boston fan base because Everyone that I've met is the, that it's an up, uprising fan has been super awesome, lately, uh, super awesome, and uh, their team has not been producing. So it's nice to kind of see and feel that victory again. Another year. It, it feels good, I'll tell you that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next game is the Shock versus the Rain, and this is the game I should have caught, and I didn't catch much of this. This was uh, a, like a heavyweight bout here, um, and the Shock three owed them, which maybe the Atlanta rain aren't the heavyweights that we thought maybe they're not yeah uh, or maybe San Fran is just back yeah I want to say San Fran's just back but Atlanta didn't really look that good no. I mean obviously it's tough to look like really good when you play the shock like that's its own thing but who who really knows because Erster didn't play this narrative and that's a big question mark, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it, it was all it was baby baby and Edison for the entirety of the game, and that is that what whether that they felt like that comp worked for them, you know, instead of having Erster in. See, I I feel yeah. like this is a display of them not being as good as I thought they were because I came into the season with the expectation that the Atlanta Rain would be a top five team. Um, and if they're a top five team, I feel like they'd be able to bring it to the shock a little bit more, um, than just getting three owed. And to me, this kind of proves to me that 
I mean, they're still a good team. I still think that they're great and have a lot of talent. But to me, this this kind of proves that maybe they're not as high as we should be putting them in, in the power rankings. Um, I think I dropped them down to like six or seven on the the game house rankings. Um, and, and I don't know. Like I, I feel like they shouldn't. If they're as good as everyone says they are, I don't think they should have been three by the shock. But that's that's I don't know, that's my opinion. <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I didn't move them mostly because I didn't know where to. Mm-hmm. I think the other teams around the rain are also just like not as strong as we think. So yeah. they kind of just sit in that weird you know, tier below the top three teams. So will we see them uh, kind of play a little bit better and kind of get back on their feet after this 3-0 loss? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. But for sure, San Fran looks really good. Rascal on Echo is insane. Honestly, talk about it here. That's perfect for Rascal. Yeah. He can. He already knows how to play everyone very well. Now he just gets to play everyone very well. Yeah. He doesn't have to really worry about being subbed out anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, starting Sunday's games, uh, the Charge versus the Hunters. Uh, The Hunters were looking to – went down um, the first game, and then we're looking to get that kind of, I guess, semi-reverse sweep there. They went up 2-1, to and the Guangzhou Charge came back, ended up taking it to game five and winning 3-2 to here. Um, the charge kind of solidifying the fact that out of the three Chinese uh, expansion teams from last year, I feel like they're definitely still the superior. Uh, yeah, that there is no doubt in my mind. Uh, they are just way better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they are just stronger uh, than of of the three. Uh, crazy ones, I should say. You know, the, the Charge Spark and Chengdu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are absolutely the most consistent. And even better was they played this without Nero. Yeah. So they have the ability to play with both Eileen and Happy yeah. with different comps. I don't think they played that much Echo, if at all, mm-hmm. considering they don't have a flex to play. Um, Eileen did play Echo. I just, I'm just double-checking now. Uh, while he very much would prefer to play the Sombra in a Sombra Echo comp. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided that it would be more happy on snipers like Ash uh, than do a Sombra Echo. And honestly, I'm not surprised the Charge won this one. I'm surprised they actually went down a couple games, if anything. Yeah, same. Um, just, I mean, the Hunters 3 are the, the dynasty, which blew my mind. Um, but, I mean, going into, going into, like, last weekend i had the hunters dropping um both of these games and i'm kind of surprised that the charge and the hunters made it competitive to the charge um but they ended up losing to the charge three two um the next game was the spark versus the spitfire with the spark taking that three oh spitfire feeling the beat down this weekend three yeah their games <laughs> i mean they had two tough opponents with the spark looking better um and the shanghai dragons the powerhouse that they are kind of a tough weekend yeah spitfire just got shot down out of the air this week yeah it uh, came crashing down that happens yeah. i think that's just chinese overwatch yeah. you know or i say like pacific overwatch things just get wonky and you get the spark 3-0 in london yeah and i think again that's just the spark um being maybe a more veteran team mm-hmm. and just having uh, a better grasp of how to play this meta mm-hmm. so 
we'll see if London can shake it shake it back. But uh, Spark, this is a huge huge step for them uh, going into the May May melee. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this uh, as a reminder. These these games, I mean they also they count towards the overall standings, but they also counted towards the seeding in the May melee. So. Uh, a 3-0 win is a very nice step uh, in the right direction for the seeding in the May Melee. Um, starting off the NA games was the Dallas Fuel getting 3-0'd by the Eternal. Um, now I, I've been pretty high on the Eternal, um, and I actually been uh, it's actually been legit this year, unlike last year where I was just waiting for them. Um, the way that the Dallas Fuel have been playing, I didn't really expect the Eternal to 3-0 them, though. That kind of uh, that kind of surprised me, but the Eternal have been looking pretty great. Um, they always give the Fusion a run for their money every time they play them. Um, that alone is an accomplishment and a half because the Fusion are just that good, uh, and they just went in and beat the crap out of the Fuel this weekend. Yeah, I'm actually really sad because I thought this match would be a lot closer than it ended up being. Yeah, the 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 points were there, the set was there for it to be a nice three-two battle. And the fuel just dropped the ball. They didn't even show up. They just like missed their bus or something. In <laughs> um, Paris again with a guy on paint. Fielder, once Fielder is back on land, man, he is going to slap the league around. It is insane that this guy did not get picked up earlier. Could you imagine if they were on land and like the battle between like him and Alarm, like two insanely good main heels just on the same team or on, like against each other um on land with no lag that'd be crazy man we are all <laughs> robbed of that amazing battle i hate you i hate you pandemic <laughs> yeah the next game my boys we got to see the debut of philip wow. chipsa graham um he pulled out his doom fist they only played him one game uh they Played him on Oasis. He uh, he killed himself, which was really yeah, funny. That was good for the memes. <laughs> that was a highlight. Classic. Unlucky. <laughs> Unlucky. Unlucky. Uh, they won three to nothing. Um, the the Titans just the Philly was just rolling on them. It it wasn't even competitive really. Um, there there were some moments in Oasis in in on the first map um, where you, there were there were some 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 flashes of greatness, but. Uh, after after those flashes of greatness, it was just Philly all the way. I really liked seeing the uh, Chipsa Carpe duo too. That was that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to see Chipsa. Um, there's always a hashtag free Chipsa all over the chat, and he was finally freed this weekend. He he, he was un unbenched. Yes, the boy was unbenched and unleashed. Yeah, onto the league and. Uh... His debut may have been short, but it'll be forever ingrained yeah. into the league. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There, there's really not much to say about this matchup. Carpe yeah. just popped as usual. Vancouver had no answer. Mm-hmm. Chipsa looked good too on his Doomfist. He said they kind of forced the Doomfist. It was probably one of those things, kind of like how the Gladiators played Paintbrush. So they're just like, all right, let's get these bench guys because this is a GG yep. easy. But it, they end up getting bit. <laughs> Not Philly though. Yeah. Philly, Philly, unbiteable. Yeah, they have too much depth. Um, but uh, moving right into the last game, the Valiant uh, won three to two against the Defiant. It's a pretty close scoreline. I did not catch this one, um, but uh, 
the Defiant kind of proving that, like, they can hang with the, you know, the middle of the pack teams and the Valiant and, and, and the better teams. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd say middle of the pack because the Valiant have been looking pretty good lately. They've been kind of showing that it's like, yeah, we can hang in there, but we just can't finish. And it's kind of disheartening. It sucks. Yeah, this one was a uh, attempt at a reverse sweep. Yeah. And it was close. Just... You're, you're absolutely right. They need to be able to finish these matches. But whether it be because Sherford didn't play at all, maybe the team was missing that really strong shot call or really good communication from Sherford mm-hmm. that really hurt them towards the end. But yeah. they they lost the first two, then they won the next two. So maybe it, it had nothing to do with Sherford at all. Maybe it was just the maps. Maybe they felt more comfortable. Maybe they just got those picks that they needed from Logics. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Va- the Valiant were able to really clean it up in uh, that last map of Ilios because they took it 2-0. Yeah. Yeah, like I like this Valiant team. They're definitely growing on me. <clears throat> For sure. But, yeah, I-, I think you're right, though. I think this Toronto Defiant team uh, can hang. They're just missing. They're missing a little bit, just yeah. that last little bit. When they need to come in clutch, they fall short. Yeah. Yeah. Need some coaching from Coach Carpe. <laughs> Um, and that was last week's games. Um, pretty good. There were a good bit of three O's last week. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, three O's last week. So there were a lot of three overwatch, but, uh, it was nice to kind of see what the Vancouver Titans were bringing. Um, even though they did get stomped, but it's kind of interesting to see that team, you know, w- what they have to offer and, uh, and watch Dalton pop off <laughs> Dalton and KSA. But, uh, yeah, that, that, those were last week's games. How about- and with those, we get to move into the May tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, affectionately known as the May Melee, because that's not hard to say at all. <laughs> uh, we, so we got two different brackets. We have the, uh, the, the Asian standings and the North America standings. Mm-hmm. And how the bracket's going to go, the... Uh, the NA bracket actually has to have a play-in match between Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, both teams went over. No one won a single match uh, during our qualifiers. So the winner of that match will play uh, one of four teams, and one of those being Paris, Atlanta, LA, or Dallas. Yep. And the uh, other teams will then select the other bottom four teams. Oh, goodness, I already hate all of this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so the other teams remaining would be Houston, Washington, and Boston. Boston somehow sneaking into the round of 12. Yeah. <laughs> that win meant everything. The Gladiators shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, because it, it, it sent the Gladiators down to the round of 12 yeah. when they could have been into the quarterfinal section uh, where the San Fran Shock LA Valiant, Philly Fusion, and the Florida Mayhem await yeah. uh, the winners of the round of 12. Uh, and as as I understand, those teams in the quarterfinals will then also, again, select their opponent. Yeah. Because we're doing weird things now, but it is what it is. Quarantine's got everyone being weird. Yeah. And I am super excited for this because that means that the Fusion are probably going to... Uh have the possibility to play the mayhem and a possibility to play the shock. And, uh, those are two teams I'd like to see them play against, especially the shock right now. Absolutely. I think that's going to be an amazing match. Yeah. If Philly gets to play the shock. Yeah. The only way that'll happen is if they both make it to the finals. So 
And uh, that means they have to face tough competition like the Glads or whoever beats the Fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Could be Paris again. Could be... Oh, yeah, I don't think they'd pick Paris. <laughs> so on the other side, we got the Guangzhou Charge getting the bye. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Getting the one and only bye. Yeah. Hangzhou faces Seoul. New York faces Shangdu. And Shanghai faces the Spitfire. And if you're wondering why did we know of this whole bracket, it's because they did their drawings already. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't need to wait for a random team to finish their last match to figure out who is uh, seed at number 12, much like the NA bracket does. Uh, they could just go ahead and pick them. So, we will see uh, who Guangzhou finally gets to play. And they're going to play the winner of Hangzhou versus Seoul. Which is quite unfortunate uh, placement, but most likely they'll play with the Soul Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. I have my picks for these. Oh, you do? Yeah. What do you What do you think? How, how do you what, How do you think this one's gonna so, pan out? So for the NA, I I feel like the Defiant are gonna beat the Titans. Fair. Um, for the Asian region, I have the Spark beating the Dynasty. Um, at this point, I don't know if you'd even call that a hot take because the Soul Dynasty have, like we were just saying, this is the third time we've said it in this podcast, they look lost. And the Spark have been on the up and up. So if you go against a team that's looked lost and a team that's, you know, kind of killing it right now, uh, even though they did lose the the, the NYXL 3-1, to one, um, I, I don't see the Dynasty winning. I don't know. I, I, I Interesting. I mean, I would. It's it's think... not a hot take for sure. I, I I would agree with you that it is not a hot take. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually a very reasonable take. I think the team is certainly struggling. Yeah. And, and I don't think Slime immediately fixes that right now. Yeah. No, he's definitely a good addition, but I don't think he's the uh, the answer. Um. The I would say. I I I want to say Soul a lot, mostly because in a, in a, a hero pool less. Uh, environment, they're going to run Gesture and Marvel on the double shield tanks. Yeah. But if the Spark are able to find a way to get uh, Marvel off of Sigma, that's when it gets really bad. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the Spark can manage to throw off Soul. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely possible for the, the Spark to win this one. It's winnable. The other ones I had, uh, I had the NYXL beating the Hunters and the dragons beating the spitfire which I'd, I'd be shocked if you had something different than that <laughs> i do not no no uh pipe and hot takes today uh this one's just down the board all the higher seats mostly because they're just strictly better so uh with that and then now i'm gonna i'm gonna uh keep pressing you a little bit mm-hmm. now that we know it's most likely gonna be new york shanghai yeah. who takes that one um, gosh, I'm going to say Shanghai. I would agree with you. Um, it, that's going to be an amazing game. Um, I'm going to have to say Shanghai though, because New York is kind of back to that thing where they're, they're sort of predictable again. I don't know. Like they play, I feel like they always <laughs> play a very orthodox game, which, which gets them far, but then, 
then it just becomes predictable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they were unpredictable to start. Yeah, they were definitely different. Maybe this must have been a pandemic thing where they were just too busy just trying to get over to Korea. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just trying to figure themselves out as a as a unit. So they just kind of said, "No, what? Forget it. We're gonna just do kind of more normal, like meta things." So we kind of lost that little bit of aggression, but we'll still be, you know, competitive. And they certainly are. But I agree with you. They're, they are falling back into familiar patterns. Yeah, definitely. And the dragons are, I mean, they have Flutter so like every week. Enough. <laughs> That's enough of an excuse to put the W on their side. All right, but then we also got the NA teams. Yeah. So you, you, you have the Toronto Defiant being the Vancouver Titans. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Um, if you were to pick one match in this round of 12 to watch, who do you think would be, make the best match in this round of 12? So that means one of these teams, Paris, Atlanta, LA, or Dallas, they get to pick their opponent. Who do you want, who do you want to see battle each other in the round of 12? Mm, um, shoot. Um, I honestly would like to see the battle for Texas again. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. That would that, that would be my correct pick. answer. Yeah. <laughs> because like uh, the other ones, I don't feel are real would really be competitive. Paris Eternal. I, I mean, I feel all of them would 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 probably beat down on the Toronto Defiant. Um, then the Uprising. I you know what? I want your Uprising to kill it. Um, I don't think they will. Um, so uh, I don't feel like they would be that competitive, and I don't think the Justice are going to be competitive. I don't really feel like the Houston Outlaws would really be competitive either, except if they played the Fuel. So not only would you have the implications of the Battle of Texas, I feel like the Houston Outlaws could give the Fuel a run for their money. And if I memory serves me correct, Houston actually just won their Lone Star Showdown. Yeah. Uh, mini battle that they've had going on i think the past couple weeks right yeah yeah it's been kind of going on sporadically so we'll see yeah like but oh sorry you go i think the fuel are definitely a better team than the outlaws but the outlaws can make it competitive and i don't i mean i don't know i don't know the gladiators i don't know they they might be plummeting so the team that they pick might actually beat them too so you never know but I would like to see a battle for Texas. Me too. Yeah. And, and, I, and I agree. I think this is the only matchup that's really, um, at least at face value, competitive. Mm-hmm. But, hey, stranger things have happened already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But until then, there's a lot of speculation we could do, but that means we have to start guessing on who's going to beat who. And we'll, we'll add our, uh, our brackets, our completed brackets, most likely on Twitter. Uh, so please yeah. check those out on a later date uh, as we have some overthoughts we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So um, the anniversary event came out. A lot of really cool skins. Uh, there was the little the little Red Riding Hood Ash. There's the submarine. Uh, the submarine um, Hammond is great. And I was watching uh, Stylosa's discussion on the skins, and he brought up the fact that I never noticed this. That all of the tanks that are dive tanks actually have skins that are based around things that dive. So you have the uh, the, the the scuba diving 
Winston, you have the Wave Racer, um, you have the Wave Racer Diva, and now you have Submarine Hammond. Um, so I thought that was great. Uh, there's Dragon Mercy, um, and the last one was the Masquerade Reaper. I feel like we get a Reaper skin every damn event. <laughs> I'm honestly uh, kind of sick of it. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the League of Legends School of Giving Skins. Yeah. <laughs> when people love a character, yeah, like like name Reaper, like name Diva, yeah. like Mercy, you're getting a skin every event. Yeah, and there's no way about it. Yeah, uh, with League of Legends, that's Lux. Lux is always getting yeah. skins, so it's because she's fun to play. <laughs> it's pretty much, and and that's kind of how it works. But yeah, it, it does feel like you get to a skin a lot. Uh, the the legendaries are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Um, and then the uh, dance emotes. Oh, Echo yes. and Sigma got some new dance emotes. And those are cool because they dance in the air. So it's like pretty interesting. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually like the, the um, epic skins too. They have the epic McCree with the sunglasses. He kind of reminds me of like Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. It's really goofy. Um, then there's uh, Sigma. He he looks like a he looks like a bee. <laughs> um, that's this week's Sigma. And uh, the last week is why am I drawing a blank on it now? Uh, I have no idea. Now I realize I'm not sure. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! Oh no! Oh no! To the notes, to, to the to the patch notes, to the patch. <laughs> well, the patch notes don't have. Oh, them. they don't have it. Oh my! Oh my goodness. gosh! We got ourselves. Oh, uh, we got ourselves a little bit of a. What is this anniversary? Here. Look, we're doing this on the we're doing this on the fly. It's happening right anniversary now. Anniversary epic skins. Uh, week. Uh, it's uh, Widowmaker. Widowmaker, yeah, the fleur de lis. Yeah, there we go. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, it is Matt. He's a mask, not not sunglasses. Oh, it's a mask. Yeah. I love the oh, colors on the McCree one. It, it looks ridiculous. The colors on McCree look really good, though. Freaking Widowmaker being elusive. Yeah. I, I thought they were pretty well done. Um, the one thing that I am kind of disappointed in is I, I love highlight intros, and there weren't any highlight intros. That kind of disappointed We me. riot. Yeah. Um, uh, it happens, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you are looking to get a skin from a past event, you can also buy all of them now. Um, any of the skins that came out, you know, within the year are still 3,000. So, like, if you're looking to get uh, Moira's dis- disgusting Chinese skin uh, with the mask, that's like 3K. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm buying that for Ugh. sure. I see that. I'm just like, God damn it. Never, the Banshee skin's pretty cool. I do like the Banshee skin for her, but man, that mask skin is just atrocious <laughs> but yeah all, all, all of the other skins are a thousand from from previous years so you can definitely capitalize on picking up some skins that you missed like i got uh academy diva which i didn't have nice yeah right, i like that one um the last thing i wanted to touch base on or we wanted to touch base on was some patch notes actually there was a hot fix today that we were laughing about before the cast that Brigetta's repair pack no longer remains healing if a player switched heroes. <laughs> it's a little interesting. Yeah, that one uh, <laughs> is a little bit of an uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, oh, that shouldn't have been a thing, but uh, it is now fixed. Hooray. Mm-hmm. High five to the Overwatch team. Yeah. But 
uh, yeah, uh, the the patch that came through, we got all the healing nerfs and the Zen damage buff. Yeah. So we're gonna be playing with that on the May the March melee. It's like, oh March the May, May melee. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. See what COVID does. Look what's done to us. <laughs> Look how they mastered our boy. They did a few uh, quality of life changes too. Uh, the patch notes are actually in the client now instead of I think they were before, but like they would make you open a window in your browser. Um, they're actually in the client now, so you can go in the client, click patch notes, and they will be listed there. It won't open up any any windows, so that that's pretty cool. Um, they also did they also improved the communication wheel, um. So you can still tell your team that you need healing, but you can also, this is a quote from the, from the, the uh, notes. You can still tell your team that you need healing, but you can also tell them I'm on my way or they should press the attack. Um, shortcuts are now customizable. Pick for a set of 26 different communication options. So this is, uh, this is really nice, especially for people that, you know, either don't have a mic or decide not to use a mic. It could actually help out for those people that, that decide to do that in uh, competitive. If you're in competitive, though, you should use a mic. <laughs> Probably. At least some speakers to hear. <laughs> yes. Minimal speakers to hear. Speaker or, or join voice chat to hear. That's what I should say. Uh, but, Please play with sound. Yes, at least play <laughs> with sound. Oh my god. Th thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, but like Brock said, this was uh, this is basically this is the second I think time in a row they did this where they just grab the experimental changes and they just throw them live. They're like, ah, whatever. The last one was well, yep, the done. was the was the CC changes. Um, this one was just honestly a little odd. Nerf on a seventy-five to seventy healing. Um, random Junkrat buffs, random Bastion buffs. It's kind of like, I feel like they just rolled the dice and just said, screw it, these are the characters that are getting buffed, and these are the characters that are being nerfed. They were teasing this Moira nerf, and it turns out to be her biotic orb, which, alright. doesn't really, like, it's a nerf, but it, I don't really uh, think it has that much impact. I think, honestly, the biggest thing was the Zenyatta change. That that's nice to get that five percent back to thirty percent damage uh, amplification. Um, that was nerfed probably about a year ago, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. It was disappointing when that got nerfed, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you enjoyed the experimental patch, well, I hope you did because it's in life. <laughs> <laughs> and GG. And it's not going back. It, well, it might go back, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, and that's all I had for overthoughts. Do you have anything to add to overthoughts? Man, I ain't got nothing. Ain't got it's, it, nothing. it is Wednesday. It has already been an action-packed week. Yeah. And my brain is ready for a nice little vacation for Memorial Day. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little, little, little extra weekend. Uh, a little extra time on the weekend. For sure. Yeah, I think it's going to do it for the whole thing. Wonderbar. Yeah. All right, Mr. Maradon, please tell me where I can uh, at you on various socials. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Maradon Gaming. Um, you can also follow me uh, at Go Rocco Go. Um, that is the Twitter page for my uh, newer stream that I have, which I actually didn't stream last weekend because I was so exhausted. That that's at twitch.tv slash Go Rocco Go. Um, you could also find me writing for the Game House for the Philadelphia Fusion. Um, I haven't put an article out this week, and I need to because 
this May tournament's coming up, but the teams picking their opponents kind of effed me all up, so <laughs> I'm kind of patiently waiting until I can have some sort of solid ground to write something on. But yeah, that's where you can uh, that's where you can uh, find me at on the interwebs. Oh, can't can't wait to like and subscribe everything you do. Oh yes, hit the bell for notifications. <laughs> and you know, the thanks for the sub. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find yours truly on Twitter at esportsbrock. Uh, I am also hanging out on the game house. Uh, it's uh, thegamehaus.com. You can also find this here podcast on the Geekscape Network. Uh, assuming we are back to yes, kind of okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, last week was kind of like um, a rush for me to get things out because it turned out to be way busier of a day. So I didn't end up posting episode 67, so I'll probably be posting this episode as a combo. A yeah, yeah, you get the old combo, combo breaker. Real one-two punch. Yes. Uh, so that's thegeekscape.net. Find your next nerdy podcast on Geekscape. We do have a Twitch channel. Uh, we have oh, nice. uh, the, <laughs> I was say, the rights to... Uh, the Over Nerds. Uh, is it is it officially the Over Nerds? It's the Over Nerds podcast. podcast. Yeah. Uh, on Twitch, and we will need to plan to do something because we have it, and I would love to start streaming. Yeah. Again, uh, once I fix my webcam because it's super broken and it looks hilarious. <laughs> so I have this cracked webcam. Uh, it makes my entire face look red and purple, and it's very interesting. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. It's it's the best. We do need to we do need to stream um, some stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll need to figure something out. But follow that in so, the meantime while yeah. we figure everything out. Yeah, so that way we get the latest updates when we do eventually make moves mm -hmm. on Twitch. And last but not least, it's our wonderful uh, sound guy. I guess he's not our sound guy, but our our developer, our, our writer of our intro, yeah. Max Brown. Thank you so much. Uh, for your amazing contribution to the show, uh, check him out on SoundCloud, and you know, just just Venmo him some money. Just just send him a dollar. Say, you know, don't we, just say it in the text. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> and that way, it will certainly make him worry yeah. about it. Zero context. Just here's a buck, dude. You're awesome. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> the overnerd sent you. Yeah. That would make more sense. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it for us. Yep. Have a amazing i guess an amazing do, do that grammatically correct there you go. have an amazing weekend for our u.s fellows and, and uh, ladies uh, i didn't like that at all for our u.s people <laughs> <laughs> enjoy memorial day uh my brain is already turned off so hey goodbye and uh good night see you